sister fucking crybabies, yeah. You are going to ejaculate. He was shot in the ass, which is way more funny and probably true. I get this erection I can't put down. He, he, he goes on to be a serial butt shooter. Oh, I gotta shit. Oh, I always have to shit. God, too many Snickers pies. Statue with a bigger dick than the creator, and he's like, God damn it. Welcome, dabblers. Ah! I love having our dabblers here with us. Whoa! Right now, whatever you're doing, whether you're at work or whatever, if there's someone next to you, you should just turn to them and say, I'm a dabbler. Don't ever clarify. Just nope. say it and go right back to listening. And put your hands in your pants. Actually, do clarify. Tell them they should be a dabbler, too. Hey, I'm a dabbler. You should dabble yourself, co- co-worker. Well, maybe not that. You might, go, you might get an HR complaint. Hey, then convert your HR guy by dabbling him or her. And then they Whomever. have to then convert everybody else. They have to. It's part of their job. Yeah, so people time is a long form. We're trying to make a cult here, and we're no, novice, novice culters, so gather all the people. Yeah. Uh, so I can uh, acquire their assets and their wives. Oh. Huh. Mm. That's, that's my goal anyway. Hey, welcome to the show. Program. Fuck. People time. Yeah, that's what this is. So if you're a new listener, we're People Time Podcast, which doesn't tell you a lot, I know. You clicked on it, and maybe you saw the episodes and the pictures. We do People Time. There you go. That's, so, that, that should explain everything for you. Time of the people. Actually, that's over-explaining it. Yeah, slow down. So, I'm sorry. No, no, no. My bad. It's People Time. So there you go. Motherfucking dabblers. I don't know if there's any other way to say it, really. There isn't. We thought of a more accurate way, but even, no. I think People Time says it all. Yeah, I feel really good. So welcome to the fucking program. Oh, uh, Let's welcome our old listeners and our new listeners. Oh, oh, yeah. And we want to thank our, our old listeners for spreading the word because we are getting a lot more new listeners. Fuck yeah, man. I mean, we uh, we do, you do some reaching out online advertising shit, but not a ton. I think it's mostly word of mouth. Yeah. I get some feedback from that, but I think it's, yeah. So yeah. thank you, listeners. <laughs> or like... Just shouting at people on the street, saying, I'm a dabbler, motherfuck, and then, uh, get in their face. And they're like, what gang is that, young man? And they're like, we're the Bones Boys. Don't worry about it. We're the Bones Boys. With a Z. <laughs> you don't forget it, Grandma. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so. Give that dog, too. Wait, well, no, don't leave the dog alone. Well, unless you're going to take care of it. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to hurt the dog. Oh, okay. Yeah, good. We need dogs for the cult. Yeah, we do. We've got four already, so that's good. Yeah, and more the merrier, because the the second game for the cult is that it's just dogs. That's really the ends up being the main gain. That's the whole like that's what we're trying to do. It's just we just want more dogs. We love dogs. That's what people's time has been about this whole time. Yeah, we've been trying to disguise it under a educational learn cool history mm. by two dickheads, but really we just want more dogs. Bunch of dipshit stuff. You ever wonder why we admit we don't know anything and then we attempt to teach history? Mm. It's all a ruse. Just to get dogs. Give me your fucking dogs. And you get your coworker to give me their dog. Yeah. By dabbling them in the restroom. Or wherever. Or wherever. It doesn't have to be the restroom. It doesn't have to be that romantic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's not get fancy here. <laughs> well, do you have a fun fact for the day? I'm, I want to learn some shit. I fucking do. Oh, good. So this is what I like to call people time updates. People time updates. You heard it here first. Actually, wherever I got it from, but you don't know that. 
Upgrade. <laughs> upgrade. I don't think upgrade is very good to you. When we get back, you should reassess your relationship with him. Yeah. So, People Time Updates is, uh, I have a Google alert that goes off when the news says the name of one of our topics, and I'm like, oh, that's neat. Sometimes it's fun, sometimes it's dumb. Yeah. So, I actually... Kind of covers all bases, really. It's all, it's all the things. Yeah. 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 It's kind of like having a, a Google update for, like, ICP or, or People Time, for that matter, you know. <laughs> Don't compare us to ICP. <laughs> no, nah, I just mean you get you get nonsense and you get you get good stuff. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck is a clock? Um, well, People Time Updates is either a new thing or just a thing that we didn't talk about in the episode. And this is about Mr. Winston Churchill, who in 1931 uh, was embarked on a 40-stop lecture tour in the United States. I remember this, yeah. And 1931 is in between his tenure as uh, an important statesman. He's on a lecture tour in America. Right. And he gets out of a cab, and because he's from England, he looks the wrong way down the street about which direction traffic is coming and gets hit. Yeah. And while in the hospital for a few weeks, uh, feeling pretty shitty about you know being fucked up, he actually told the doctor, he's like, just give me chloroform or something. I don't want to be in pain. <laughs> chloroform? And, yeah, Isn't chloroform the one that knocks you out? And... Yeah. It's like a hyper-anesthetic. Yeah. But it's during Prohibition, but he convinced the presiding physician to write him a prescription for alcohol. Yeah. Because you can't get alcohol unless you have a prescription at that time because it's, it's prohibition. prohibition. And the actual uh, prescription says, the post-accident convalescence of the Honorable Winston Churchill necessitates the use of alcoholic spirits, especially at mealtimes. Uh, the quantity is naturally indefinite, but the minimum requirements would be 250 cubic centimeters. What? So an American doctor gave him a prescription for indefinite amounts of alcohol <laughs> while on his tour that's awesome which uh nobody else got that well i mean he he's an alcoholic and i'm sure he liberally cashed that shit in well and i remember this story because the reason why he got hit by the car is because he was on the side of the road but he was looking the wrong direction because he's from england yeah they drive on the other side of the road like, oh, fuck. Oh, i need alcohol right as soon as he got hit he's like ah, i wish i had a gin <laughs> lots well, of fun fucking fact yeah, not too bad. I like thinking that he could get bottomless amounts of alcohol just by being the honorable and having a script. Sir Winston Churchill mm. requires his booze. Yeah, and he's at the pharmacy just being like, more bourbon. <laughs> more, more. 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 Brandy, that's his shit. Mm, sugar water. Well, uh, we are doing a episode today on another bad guy. We're doing an episode? Oh, I love villains. Yeah. I like those episodes. I actually have a couple on the list, so we might be doing some more yes. here down the road soon as well, but we've got one today. Yeah, we have huge lists. Yeah, we do. Huge. I mean, I want to brag, but yeah, they're pretty big. Yeah, my wife does talk about how big my list is. Gross. Yeah, she does. Huh. She's like, God, that's that's enormous. And I'm like, I know. It's going to take a while to read that list. Mm-hmm. I have to, I have to ingest all of it. I do. She doesn't. No. She, not since we got married. <laughs> yeah, I know that. I tried to, I tried to not get married for a really long time because I was trying to hold off on that. But hey, hey, if you're a single dabbler, man, I don't know. Just, just kidding. Marriage is actually pretty cool. kick-ass. Yeah, it's actually really cool. Wife that's listening right now, it's awesome. Hey, hey, baby. Hey, domestic bliss. This is, feels meta to her right now. She's like, oh god. Anyways, I, um, I'm gonna do the dishes later. Later never comes, does it? 
Yeah, well. <laughs> uh, JK, get married. It's, it's pretty good. Especially if you're gay, because it makes uh, old white guys mad, and that's fucking That's awesome. funny to me, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's fucking that's awesome. brilliant. Yeah, or just do something they don't like. Well, we're... Do drugs! Oh, yeah, that's always good, too. People time puts a stamp on that. Oh, boy. Do drugs! I mean, I think everyone does anyway, so... In some form or another. It's redundant. Well, we're doing today John Wilkes Booth. Motherfucker. Yep. Because I really wanted... The very talented actor. Yes. I really wanted to do Abraham Lincoln, Mm. but as we know, that's that's an undertaking, and we will do him, but... You know, for we'll get around to it, time's sake, and catching up on our episodes and everything, we uh, I still wanted to do something. It's still probably pretty big. John Wilkes Booth is is huge. There's a lot. Really? Oh my God, yes. I did not anticipate that. I was like, yeah, he's the guy who assassinated the president. Okay, he's like the first president of the United States that was assassinated. That's a big deal. Yeah. No, there's a, there's a lot. God, I was hoping to get out of here early so I could start ingesting my list. My, no, you because my wife's not home. Your list is gonna have to wait. At times like these, when I have these these naughty thoughts, you know, yes, often I hear this this very soft little voice inside my head tries to give me advice, and he's like, "Hey, just jerk off, just do it." Michael, is that is that, is that you, Archangel Michael? Is that the the man, the it angel is. who thrust down Satan, <laughs> giving me advice? That's who it is. Huh? So yeah. he went from talking to Joan of Arc in our episode of Joan. He did. Which he did. And now he's talking to you. Yeah, it was kind of strange. I didn't see it coming. Yeah. Like I said, I always thought I was a little crazy, but now I've... Well, I'm not crazy. I'm actually hearing the the, the, right. the archangel. Unfortunately, he's not like, go liberate France or anything. It's just... Nope. Go he's just yelling at it. you. <laughs> yep. he, tell- he likes to watch. So to any coworkers who listen to the show, a lot of times you'll see me just staring off into space. That's oh. good. That's, I'm trying to absorb what he's telling me and fighting it off. Because he's like, check out this sword. Check it. Look at it. Look how big it is. Touch it. Touch it. I'm like, I just got to do paperwork, man. I just really need to, <sighs> need to get through this day. How are you the guy? How are you the one that they all are like, oh, my God, you're so great. Annoying everyone. Mm-hmm. Let me be the guy. I, That's actually a good point. Maybe he was so irritating. The like angel's you, like, okay, you can be in charge. Go talk to Joan or something. Fine. Okay, you can thrust down Lucifer. No, let me do it. Let me do it. <laughs> okay, let me do it. Yeah, we just let said, me yeah. Do it. We said yes. <laughs> Go. Give the sword. Well, we're doing John Wilkes Booth, and to give it a little bit of background, his father. I don't care about his father. What's your name? Oh, shit. You want to know w- my name? I will care about his father, but I don't know who you are currently. What's your name? Uh, American, the great American philosopher Al Bundy. American philosopher? Yeah, the great. Wait, wait, did you say Al Bundy or Ted Bundy? Al Bundy. Okay, I was like, philosopher shit. <laughs> That's a way to take somebody. Uh, uh, okay. The, the great philosophy of how to murder and rape a corpse. Yeah. Uh, uh, Who's yeah. Al Bundy? I don't know Al Bundy. It's from uh, Married with Children. <sighs> you never seen? Oh. Apparently mean you have completely different... Like, we have some shows and movies we, like, link up on, but Dustin Checks In or whatever that monkey movie is I saw the scene. <laughs> yeah. That's great. And Ninja Turtles for life. Like Ninja Turtles shit, yeah. God, I would make a religion about Ninja Turtles. Well, I remember you told me that your parents wouldn't even let you watch Simpsons. Yeah. So, Married with Children was pretty inappropriate and dark. Like, Was it? Yeah. Lots of, you know, chicks in bikinis and Al Bundy putting his hand down his pants. 
Sounds like a good show. It's actually a fucking great show. I have to go check it out. It's on I, Netflix right now. All right, well, I'm gonna I'll watch it. There you go. Fucking and he's amazing. He's he's crotchety and drunk, and he sells shoes, and he's poor, and he's mad. His kids hate him. His wife hates him. Well, uh, I I am Yajirobi. Yajirobi, mm-hmm. the mostly forgotten Yajirobi. Completely forgotten by me. Even though I saved the planet, pretty much. You uh, did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jirobi. Yeah, Jirobi. Yeah, Jirobi. <laughs> like Jirobi from uh, Tribe Called Quest. This is another TV show I haven't seen. I swear to God. That's a it's a rap a rapping group. How all you are is rap and TV shows I haven't seen. I can't. I don't know. I think that explains me pretty well. No. What what is yeah, Jirobi? What? We're just gonna leave it out there. Figure it out. Yep. Go dabble yourself to it. Good luck. You know, if you're in the bathroom at your work and you close the latch, nobody can see what you do in there. Except that giant gap. Just say, well, you know. <laughs> Apparently be, that's a thing, by the way. a little cautious. So that gap, that is pretty common. Apparently that's like, I think just an American thing. Really? Like when people come over to America and they go to use the bathroom, and you know, they close the door and there's a small gap. Not very big. Not always, but sometimes it's like a, a foot gap. or so, yeah. A foot? No, no, no. I mean like the... The, oh, on the side of the door. Yeah, the inch of gap that's like someone could technically look sure. at it if they wanted to. Nobody nobody I've ever seen does. So Somebody is doing that. But apparently when people come to America, they're like, what the fuck? Someone could look in. Like, it's really crazy to them because I guess all of theirs are like pretty seamless when they close the door. So Yeah, but seamless, that's going to take a lot of work. They're like, no, they're going to see me using the bidet. And then they look down, where's the bidet? Oh, shit. I'm supposed to just wipe my hairy ass with paper? With paper? Like Americans really are fucking disgusting. Someone's gonna now watch me wipe my ass with paper. That's why we have such a problem with integrating restrooms and making them unisex because they're like, God, they're fucking gross in here. Yeah, they're gross. Yeah, it always looks like a bomb went off whenever I use a public restroom. It's always crazy. Yeah, it's like who was, who was in here? I don't understand. I don't know. <laughs> Someone let a cat in here and they just teared up a bunch of toilet paper for some reason in the corner. Screw it. Don't get it. Now, there's always scribbling on the walls, even if you have a nice workplace. Yeah. Some jackass is like, Ron was here. Yeah. East side. Okay. I don't even know who Ron is, so I don't know why this matters. He's in accounting. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a normal, totally looking dude, just like, hey, how you doing today? How you doing? But Ron. Ron was here. Fuck Jews. As soon as he gets in the car, <laughs> Jesus. he turns on NWA like, my coworkers are afraid of me. Ron. <laughs> what? Ron. Who? Ron! Yeah. That's Ron. He has some problems. If layoffs come They're around... They're not just mathematical problems in accounting. Mm-mm. You can account on that. Ah! We go. are awful. We are the worst. I'm going to hang myself. Yeah. <clears throat> Me what? and Ron, can too. You loose, can you tighten my noose before you do? Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, we'll get Ron to help us because he's thug. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hang yourself! Michael, shut up. Thanks, Michael. He's a very positive thinker. Well, tell me about uh, Johnny Wilkes' Bootsy's uh, papa. Yeah. So, John Wilkes' father was mm-hmm. Junius Brutus Booth. That's a cool name. Julius Brutus? Junius. Ju- oh, okay. It sounds yeah. Roman. It does, right? Junius Brutus Booth. Yeah. Uh, he was born in London and at an early age became interested in acting and he started his career in theater pretty young. Uh, he actually gains a really big career pretty early on. In England, he gets really big, mm. and then he moves to America, and within a year, he starts acting in America. 
All right. And he becomes huge. So this is from acting prowess, or there's just not a ton of actors, and he hit a he like hit a stride. Nah, he, there was actors. It was all theaters. I'm we're talking. This is back in the you know 1800s. So he like is late, uh, late 1700s, early 1800s. So he's so he's like he's like Ray Liotta. And it's funny right, that, right now, like a, just amazing talent. Don't you don't you do this? <laughs> you brought him up before. But yeah, he's huge. I mean, he gets really big. But the kind of funny thing is, is that when he was first in London and he was getting big, he was married. Mm. He ends up leaving his wife, and she had two. He had two kids with her. That's what you do when you get big. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need this shit. He gets a mistress, and he just takes off to America. Yeah, leaves them behind. Getting a, a pussy upgrade. Yeah, and kids upgrade too. I guess. Well, they end up having ten kids with his new Fuck. mistress. So they come to America, and they end up having ten kids, and. John is the ninth of ten kids. Damn. Yeah. Are they all actors? No. Matter of fact, for whatever reason, I guess his father didn't want any of his kids to be actors, but a couple of them did. I think two or three at least. I know one, Edwin, which is John's older brother, he becomes an actor and he becomes huge. And I think there's another one that's a minor actor, but it's mostly those two. John, Because John becomes an actor. Yeah. And he's like big fucking news later. Oh, yeah. I believe, well... He does something else. But his father was uh, a bit of a drunk. That's pretty bad. Seems to be a theme. So he, I don't know how well he treated his kids. It didn't seem like he was really, I don't mm. know. He he did the acting thing, so he's gone a lot. He did tours. He toured over America, toured over London. And I guess near the end of his career, it got so bad that they had to like lock him up in his room because Whoa. they wanted him to act, but he would just leave the scene at one account, he climbed a ladder. Like he just left the scene, climbed up on the ladder, to the top of the theater, and just started crowing like a rooster <laughs> until his fucking manager was like, "Fucking, what are you doing? Get down!" And he's like, "All right, forgot my lines." Yeah. So. Uh, but it's funny because when they locked him up, they locked him up in his hotel room, and they're trying to like get him to sober up and be like, "We got plays to do. You're making really good money. You're making yeah. us really good money." So they didn't want to like haul him off to jail or anything, but he'd often like sneak out or bribe whoever was guarding him because they put up a guard. And one of the counts is pretty funny of the person who's guarding him. He bribes him to at least go get him a bottle of whiskey and bring it back. <laughs> but because he's snuck out so many times, the guy was like, "Fine, I'll do it," because he's getting money for it. But he he didn't want to open the door because he always like jumped out and ran away. So Jesus. instead, he got a straw of some kind and stuck it through the keyhole. What? So that way, Junius could drink with the door still being closed. Fuck, dude. That's how bad it was. This is like this is like Chris Farley. They just, you know, yeah. If somebody's making easier cash cow, you just enable them. Like, yeah, let's put a straw in here, and then you're gonna go on stage here in a little bit. It's gonna be great, Good and then you just rooster your way through it. It'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. So. There you go with that. That's uh, that's Junius for you. Tonight's interpretation of Shakespeare's Henry VIII, portrayed by Julius uh, Booth, will be portrayed from the version of a chicken. Oh. That's what they should have done. Instead of getting them to stop, they're like, Let's just market this. Whiskey. And I don't know. That's the whole, maybe, that's maybe, a three act Maybe play. that's art. I don't know. He did a lot of Shakespeare plays. So, like, he played Richard III. He was always, like, the lead role. Sure. He's always really big. Anyways, that's Junius for you. He's Ray Liotta. John Wilkes Booth was born on May 10th of 1838. 1838. Wow. That's later than I thought. Really? I don't know why. I don't know why either. I don't know. Walty Whitman's is around. 
Yes, that's true. Yeah. So yeah, he's born in 1838 near Bel Air, Maryland, and he was named after actually the radical English politician John Wilkes, which you have brought up before in the Earl of Sandwich. Yeah. Now they're not related; they don't have they're not related by blood or anything. Yeah, but thought... that's what he was named after. Whoa, that's what. See, I didn't find that. Isn't that crazy? That's weird. Fun, huh? I was looking for familial relations. I didn't think that. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's no family connection at all, so you wouldn't have found anything like that. Is John Wilkes cool? The John Wilkes? Yeah. No, he was radical. Like, he was considered like, to be... He was rad? Not that kind of radical. Tubular. He was uh, centric, I think is the, the polite word you would use for I somebody who's... Love those people. A bit, a bit crazy and loud. They listen to St. Michael. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe so. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they get crazy. But John Wilkes Booth, he was raised on a farm, which was actually worked by family slaves. Sure. So he yeah. didn't have to work on the farm, but he was raised on the farm. Oh, and it was so hard uh, when the slaves wouldn't do it. I said, "Oh, they did." I think. Hmm. Anyways, John was considered to be an athletic and popular boy. He often would run around. He was considered to be cheerful, happy. Oh, cute. He would often go out into like wooded areas and pretend he had a sword with a stick, and he'd hit things and do these big grand speeches of. Saving people and being the hero. <laughs> was was West Philadelphia where he was born and raised? Uh, no. Like spending, like playing b-ball outside most of his days? Nope. Because later he goes to... Bel Air. But he wasn't fresh. Oh. He wasn't. No. He, well, they didn't have deodorant yet, I guess. That's true. <laughs> but he attended Bel Air Academy. Ah. Mm-hmm. And it, that's where he started his education. He described as being... Not deficient in intelligence, but disinclined to take advantage of his educational opportunities. So they didn't think he was dumb. His teachers didn't think he was dumb. He just wasn't interested in school that much. So he often would take his time and would be late. He had more fun on his way to school, having these adventures in his mind and stuff. What a nerd. Than he did when he was actually in school. He didn't really care for any real subjects. Hey, that's probably most kids, man. Yeah. School's a bummer. When he's about 13 years old, he went to Milton Boarding School for Boys during this time, he met a gypsy. This is the weirdest fucking story. Huh? So I guess there was a gypsy that lived close by his school. So mm. when he was off doing his little adventures and stuff, he wandered over. And the gypsy tells him that, that she'll read his palm. So he's like, okay, sure, whatever. Mm. So she reads his palm and pronounces a grim destiny full of sorrow and trouble and told him that he would have a grand but short life, doomed to die young, and meeting a bad end. She also stated that it was like the worst palm she'd ever seen and wish she had not read it. Kid, you got a shitty looking palm. And when I first read this, I was like, is this after the fact or whatever? Nah, his sister actually wrote about his encounter with a gypsy and he apparently talked about it every once in a while when he was down. Do you think that he called her a gypsy, which is offensive, and she cursed him and then read his palm? It's like, oh, everything's going to suck, you little shit. Maybe. You was re- gypsy a bad name back then? I know it is now, but <laughs> I don't know. A lot of things change. I don't, I don't think. I don't think they give a fuck. Yeah. yeah. They got their own shit going on. Yeah. Palm reading and ghosts. But yeah, but be, John's sister homeless. talked about him having this whole thing, which is kind of fun because it's it's weird. Sort of true. What's going to end up happening? I don't know. Anyways, people time has found some weird shit. Yeah. Where we're like, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. maybe there's ghosts and stuff. She probably said that to like fifty other people, and John Wilkes Booth was just one of them. So. I mean, you want to make a real impact on somebody. Yeah. You want them to like. Like, sell you to other people? Yeah. Yeah, tell them something crazy, like, 
fuck? It's going to go crazy for you, buddy. She got like 30 other people to come after John went and told everybody, like, oh my God, she read my palm. This is what she said. They're like, I'm going to go talk to her. Fuck. It's going to be darkness. And I'm into that. It's like marketing. But yeah, so his sister talked about that. She wrote it down and stuff about that encounter. Wild. Yeah. When he's about 16 years old in 1854, John was interested in theater and politics and became a delegate from Bel Air to a rally by what was called the Know Nothing Party. Hmm? You ever heard of this party? I had not before this, so. Uh, No. I mean, it kind of rings some bells like it's a tongue-in-cheek, we know nothing thing, but I don't know anything about it. Yeah, exactly. It's funny because you sound like a member right now. So the idea is that the party got its name because they were semi-secret when they first started, and when the members were asked about the activities that were going on, they were to say, I know nothing. I don't know. know nothing. I don't know. And so they soon got the name. Now, the party does start to become more and more non-secretive, and they actually end up forming an actual major party in politics, but it quickly dies off. They were just known as the American Party. Hmm. But it, it only lasted a couple of years. It becomes the Libertarians? <laughs> yeah, maybe so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they were, like, extremely anti-Catholic. Well, they were xenophobic. Anything. They were very hostile to immigration, which is odd that John would be enticed into this because his father had just immigrated. Like, if it wasn't, like, he's only one generation. People so are entitled very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Fuck so, everyone but me. Yeah. A year later, in 1855, when he's 17 years old, John made a debut on stage by playing the supporting role of the Earl of Richmond in Richard III. Ooh, lucky. And his father used to play the Richard III, so this is kind of like, he's a lower level, but he's like, yeah, this is kind of the same play as my dad does. Get working working up there. But he he gets heckled and shit. (laughs) When he first starts off, he can't fucking remember his lines, and when he drops them, he gets jeered at by... The audience. Whoops. Yeah. Yeah, don't fuck up Shakespeare. Yeah, pretty much. He didn't balk enough is the problem. <laughs> yeah. Get, get your father. Yeah, at least if you're going to be like him, do his shit. Yeah. But this didn't stop him from acting. He continued acting, and he acted in what was called Holiday Street Theater, which was owned by John T. Ford. Now, if that name rings a bell, uh, you may recognize it because he's the one who owns Ford's Theater later on. Uh-oh. So, yeah, he's actually a family friend, too, and it's where his father used to also act. His father went all over the place at this point, but he also knew John T. Ford. And, there yeah. are too many coincidences in this. Yeah, it's all going to add up. It's weird. I don't like it. It's weird that we can draw lines from one point to another. But, yeah. yeah I don't like it. John, as he continues to get better with acting, so, like, newspapers start writing better things about him. They Accolades. actually tell him that... He's a scene stealer, which technically isn't a great thing. We, we say that when, like, oh, man, they stole the show. But in this case, it usually means somebody who is a minor character that keeps upstaging or keeps kind of stealing it <laughs> which when is he shouldn't. awesome. Yes, yeah, it's, it's kind of an inappropriate thing to do. Like a guy who has, like, three lines is jumping on in front of everyone. Like, yeah. Do you want any tea? And they're like, oh, you say it normally, dude. Fuck, dude. But actually... Would you like sugar? <laughs> And the guy's just like, mm-hmm, yeah. Yes. Thanks. But he is stated, even though he's getting this kind of bad thing about being a scene stiller, they do say that he does play it with a heightened enthusiasm and that the audience actually idolizes him after he's yeah. continuing to kind of do this over and over. And he plays in many... I don't know what time it is! And the audience like, it's, I mean, oh, okay. I've seen people do that before, and this is better. 
I'll applaud your enthusiasm. He continues playing in multiple theaters. He goes all over near where he's located now, but he lands the role of Horatio in Hamlet. Sweet. So that's kind of a big role for him. Yeah. And the audience loves him. So this is kind of like his really big breakthrough. Everyone's like, okay, so he's actually an actor. He's not sucky like we thought. Sure. All right. But um, Edwin is also an actor, his brother. And his brother has already kind of made his name in acting, and he's more popular. Yeah. And he kind of always maintains this more popular thing. Like, what's his, Edwin? Edwin. He's actually like... He's four years older than John, well, and he's already kind of started his career before John did. And back then, it would be a thing to know him. Oh, yeah. Wow. He was a bigger actor than John Wilkes Booth. That's funny. I've never heard that. Yeah. But he pulled John to the stage after they acted in the same play one time, and he asked the audience, like, I think he did pretty well. What do you guys think? Trying to kind of, like, rile everybody up. And the crowd was shouting, like, yes, he's amazing, and all so sorts of good. stuff. So he is starting to get bigger now. He's not getting made fun of anymore. Well, yeah. I mean, it's this is the exact timeline as, as Ray Liotta's career. <sighs> it's exactly the same. <sighs> his, I mean, his brother was, you know, De Niro until... Goodfellas came out, and then it was Ray Liotta. We all still think about him mm-hmm. and wait for his films. Mm-hmm. Until he killed a president. I'm going to have to look up who Ray Liotta is so I can fucking... <laughs> I almost did the other day, too. Fuck. Well, uh, when John hits 20 years old in 1858, by this time he's now played in 83 different plays. Yeah, good for him. Yep. He said of all Shakespearean characters... His favorite role was that of Brutus, the slayer of a tyrant. Caesar. Caesar, thank you. Yeah. And there are some fun correlations here that historians love to talk about when it comes to this. So one is that his favorite character is Brutus. Of all the characters he's played, Brutus. The guy who kills the king. Yeah, the guy who kills a tyrant. And if you know anything about Shakespeare's play, um, Caesar, or if you just know your Greek history, he is considered to be a hero. Uh, Brutus is. Yeah, because Caesar was... Corrupt, as they say. Yeah, he was wanting to like increase taxes and take advantage of the people and Brutus. But he was also friends with Caesar. Yeah, he sort was sort of like Judas, one of his best friends. Yeah, matter so, of fact, Caesar was surprised when et tu et tu Brutus, dickhead. And I have one of our friends is going to correct me on that later, and I, I don't care, Alex. So, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> just save it. I'll tell you what Rayliota's up to right now. Et tu Brutus. So, uh, there's also the correlation that his father's middle name is Brutus. So, there's kind of like this kind of whole thing. I don't like this. There's too many connecting strings. Yeah. I like the universe to be random. This doesn't feel random. No. It feels like God wanted Lincoln dead is what it feels like. it sounds like the person who idolized certain things and then imprints it into real life of scenarios Mm. that don't really make sense to anybody else but that. Uh, Anyways. Hey. Uh, manifest destiny. Yeah. Kill the president. <laughs> <laughs> so John, who still is continuing doing more plays, critics call him the handsomest man in America, Ooh. a natural genius, and George Alfred Townsend, a reporter, goes as far as describing John as a muscular, perfect man. Oh, my. And he says he has a ton of passion when it comes to acting and a must like you must go see him sorry that that's not Ray Liotta we're, we're moving on to Brad Pitt now yeah is he more pity well he was considered to be extremely handsome well I'm looking at pictures now I don't see it but nope, nope. kind of looks like a fish <laughs> yeah I guess that's don't know what's going on with his face and his hair is weird but they love his intense aerobic 
physical actions. He would jump and leap, and when he had his sword fights and his different action scenes, <laughs> everyone said he was the best at it. I will take tuna. And then he sword fights. And the guy's like, I'll give you the tuna. Just Jesus, quit fighting. I'm, I'm the guy that serves you the food. In 1859, John Brown, who you have also mentioned in our episode of Harriet Tubman. Love John Brown. Yep. He's a people time any day now. Yeah. Once once I swallow more of my list. So on Harriet Tubman, as Ooh. you explained to us, John Brown is the guy who gave Harriet the nickname General Tubman. Fucking A. Him and Harriet recruit a bunch of supporters because they want to go basically tax slaveholders and also raid Harper's Ferry. Fucking A, dude. They want to take over and make like a whole new shit, new government. Yeah. So he was a big deal. Kill Whitey. Matter of fact, he's a huge deal. We got Kill Whitey. John Brown does do his raid, but unfortunately he's captured, put on trial, found guilty, and is set to hang. Now, John Wilkes Booth borrowed or possibly even stole a militia uniform hmm. to gain admissions to go watch John Brown's hanging. So he was actually there. Why? Because he doesn't like John Brown. Because John Brown was all about not right. having slavery. And John Booth is he very... Was the know-nothing party, meaning different yeah. colored people. So John is already <laughs> kind of starting to express a lot of his feelings when it comes to... He, he sympathizes with the South. He thinks that slavery should be a thing. And that anyone right. who says otherwise is ruining America. Mm-hmm. No, I haven't. I haven't heard that narrative before, especially not lately. So he watched... He's making America... Better? Good again. Well, how's it go? And it doesn't matter. Mm. Idiots. Right. You know who else was at the hanging? Walt Whitman was there. I didn't find that in my research. Yeah. That's, uh, we should have said it. We're saying it now. That's why we were waiting for this moment so we go, bam! No, we did know, and now we're releasing it. Yeah. Bam! So Walt Whitman was there, and he actually, uh, people believe he wrote Year of Meteors, which was, people believe was about this hanging hey man i don't know how walt feels about john brown but i'm sure both sympathetic and aroused from what i found on the little bit of research because i didn't dive too much into it was that walt was actually as we stated in the episode of walt women he wasn't really all about the, the abolition abolitions he, he wanted them to be released but not given rights right but and they, i don't know how he'd feel about violent uprising i'm not sure about that but they do say that he might have had a soft spot for John Brown. I think he would have a soft spot for revolutionaries. Yeah. I think that would definitely get his dick hard. I mean, just a guy gets his dick hard, but John Brown's like, ugh! Yeah. Kind of gets my dick a little bit hard. Mine too. Shit, man. But John Wilkes Booth was... Um, Harriet Tubman too. There's a lot of people get my dick going. Yeah. A lot of cool people. Yeah. Socrates. Yeah. Hedy Lamar. Well, but what gets Socrates' dicks hard is a lot different than what gets your dick hard, I hope. Well, he likes the young men, mm -hmm. and I'm small. There you go. Just got to shave my beard. He won't know. I'll Maybe. be like, fill me with your philosophy. And he's like, go go out into the gym and go throw some discs. Oh. Just run around. You don't throw very far. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> You're not athletic at all. I'm like, have <sighs> you guys had any cigarettes <laughs> back in this time? Or no? Okay. I'm going to sit down. <laughs> I'm going to sit down. Are we going to... Fuck or no, no, okay, all right, I'm gonna sit down. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yep. But John, he actually stood right next to the gallows so he could witness it right up there. Yeah, there was actually, up. he actually joined 1,500 volunteers that were called the Richmond Grays who were there to guard John Brown's hanging in case any of the 
abolitionists were gonna go try to rescue him before he uh, hung. That'd be so that's badass. What he was also, therefore, was to make sure that they didn't come rescue him. Fuck you. And Booth? Uh, he expressed kind of dumbass name is Booth anyway. Yeah. Shit for brains. Yeah, toilet Booth. Ha! <laughs> yeah, eat that. Burned him down. I don't think that's even a real insult. Toilet Booth. <laughs> I felt it. Take that. <laughs> Take that, you, you cor- dead, you corpse, <laughs> you skeleton, <laughs> somewhere. So, uh, yeah, John expressed great satisfaction of John Brown's fate. He was a dickhole, John Booth. Yeah, I mean, being psyched that a dude gets hung, you're not cool. Yeah. So That's... you can already start to see, though, John is very much, he's against anyone who's trying to stop slavery. He's not listening to St. Michael. And he does continue to get more and more outspoken about this, but in... The end of the 1850s, (laughs) John is about 21 years old. He is making a wealthy income now of about $20,000 a year back then. Fuck! Which today is about over half a million dollars a year. Yeah, damn. Yeah, it's crazy. This is, well, Brad Pitt makes more than that. Well, yeah, but... Trying to find a good... But in 1860, when John Mm. Booth is 22 years old, Abraham Lincoln wins the election as the first Republican president... On the platform, pledging to keep slavery out of the territories and seven slave states in the Deep South secede to form a new nation, the Confederate States of America. Yeah, a little uh, bunch of crybabies. A bunch of illiterate sister-fucking crybabies, yeah. And to this day, people still like to rewrite the Civil War as if... The South one, and I don't understand it. Well, apparently, I've heard um, from very uh, informed and intellectual f- sources that the South will rise again. Mm, uh, so sure. I've heard uh, they will rise, apparently. And to that, good luck. Eat my shit. The problem is they have to coordinate with each other, and none of them can read. So when they like, who's going to write the letters? And then someone's like, who's going to read them? Also, you know, their lead guys will get up to each other, and one will be driving a Ford, and one will be driving a Chevy, and they'll just beat the shit out <laughs> of each other. Argue with you. And they'll just start fighting. <laughs> They like, both have the little testicles hanging down, the little metal testicles. <laughs> they both think they're badass. Nobody likes them. Nobody likes those fucking people. Except for their sisters. Well, yeah, but they're forced to. Oh, well, yeah. I don't really know if that's I mean, a choice. It's their sister and their mother, technically, at the same time. But yeah. Yeah, because if you didn't give it to your brother, you also hate your uncle. And nobody wants that. Yeah. You know, just suck off your uncle, brother. You know? He's he's less likely. He's a good uncle. He's a terrible brother. Yeah, he's both. <laughs> Just only think about the good stuff. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, maybe and maybe some point you'll get your own TV show or an STD. Either one, something. Yeah, you'll probably get... probably more likely one over the other, but maybe we don't know which. Yeah. It's a, it's a coin toss. Yeah. And just keep your keep your thoughts right on that secession and, and white supremacy. You guys are doing a great job. <laughs> You're really doing a great job. Just keep it up. Yeah. So, as our good friend St. Michael will say, Hey, maybe hang yourself! Yeah. That's direct from heaven. That's, yeah, it's not even us. That's not, I didn't say, that's him. He yeah. has his own microphone. It's Archangel Michael. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, John starts his first national tour as a leading actor, and he travels even further. So before he was doing a lot of shows just kind of around where he was at, now he's doing plays in New York, Boston, Chicago, Cleveland, Montgomery, Alabama, Woo! New Orleans, or as I like to say, New Orleans. New Orleans. Thank you, Joan of Arc. You know, there wouldn't be a new uh without old uh, and mm. that's because of her. You're right. 
and we wouldn't have a lot of cool stuff like chicks flashing their tits and jazz music. And what the fuck is better than that? I like both of them at the same time, personally. Oh, my God. You ever tried that? I don't think I've ever watched Girls Gone Wild while listening to Miles Davis. <laughs> <laughs> Try it, dude. It's Holy a, fuck. It'll it'll blow your mind and other stuff. Yeah. my Yes. Yeah. Other parts of your me. Your load. <laughs> yes. I will also be doing laundry. I'm just going to tell you the joke. It, you're going to blow your load. Oh. It was a low-hanging fruit to start with, so I'm just going to go ahead and ruin I'm the I'm just going to go ahead and say <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say <laughs> Whatever. So during you, you are going to ejaculate. <laughs> ah! ah! I got it. I got to get out of here. <laughs> That's just some science I got to go figure out. During this time frame, and as we mentioned in previous People Time episode, Walt Whitman wrote about John Wilkes Booth, stating that John would have flashes of passion and thought that he was a real genius <gasps> oh. when it came to his acting. I'm sure. Yes. So. You know what? Not uh, not Brad Pitt. Mel Gibson. That, <laughs> this is who we're fucking with. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm a genius. Yeah. The South will rise. He took my Laker tickets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Mel Gibson. Seriously. Shut up. You, you were okay in the '90s, and then somewhere down, somewhere after that, I'll just, give you Lethal Weapon. I'll give you I'll give Braveheart you and The Patriot. Yeah. So besides Walt Whitman giving him praises at this time, this is what he's getting in all the press and all the newspapers and critics. He is just an amazing actor. Great job, Mel Gibson, Top of the 1988. Line. But still in 1860, he's still 22 years old. John is accidentally shot, and I love this story because it's <laughs> so funny. So historians know for sure that he was shot and that it was an accident. Those are the two facts we know. Okay. What we don't know is where he was located when he was shot and where on his body he was shot, which may seem odd that we know he was shot, but we don't know that. And the reason why is because... This is like the Heisenberg un uncertainty principle. It's so fucking... But here's... <laughs> but on a person's body with a bullet. I think there's a good reason why we don't know where. So what happened was two different papers published what happened. And we do know he had to take time to recover. And even the person who shot him came out and like apologized to him, said like it was an accident and mm -hmm. it was my fault. He was actually just like a manager of a theater, and it was a complete accident. But what one newspaper wrote said that he was shot in like the head mm. or something like that. It was something really extreme, and we believe that was just to make cells for their paper. Oh. They were just lying. The other one said he was shot in the ass, which is way more funny and probably true. I got shot in the buttocks. Now, John said he wasn't shot in the butt, and then the guy who shot him said that, no, he shot him in the side. And so we think the guy who shot him was trying to save him from embarrassment. What? Instead of saying, like, hey, I shot him in the butt. Shot him in the ass. He decided to change the location to not embarrass I him. I shot in his ass. Yeah. Who's the shooter? Just the manager of the theater that he was at at the time. So this was all a ploy. Uh, I think it was actually shot for sure. But some people also, that was the other thing, was one, one paper that said that he was shot actually at the theater. They were backstage mm -hmm. and a gun accident went off. The other paper, the that one never, that already lied, said it was at a hotel. Happens. So it's kind of hard to decide, was he at the hotel or was he? I think he was at the theater. Mm -hmm. Makes the most sense. And the paper that lied said he was at a different location than the theater. So we can't take anything that paper says. This many conflicting stories means... It's odd. A hooker shot him because he wouldn't pay her. Yeah. And then he ran and told his you know, manager guys, like, please pretend you shot me so I don't have to tell anyone about this hooker. Here's 50 grand. Yeah. He's like, okay, I shot you in the head. No, idiot, you <laughs> shot me in the side. That's your ass, though. That's my side. The hooker did not shoot me in the ass. Not nah, John, she shot you right in the asshole. <laughs> you're not, get, you're not, not getting it. No, 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 no. 
So wait, here's the thing though, John. <clears throat> you didn't want to pair it. She shot you. I get that. Um, the bullet is right in your asshole. Like this is this is very specific. Like there's no other way unless you were like in a certain angle. You know what I'm saying? Look, okay, I'm paying you. You shot me in the side. All right, man. I don't know. I think she was a lot closer. <laughs> I think she was right there. And I think maybe. Hey, I love you, John. Maybe you're into that shit. I'm not. I'm paying you. Okay. End of story. All right. There's there's the people time take on it. Putting bullets in your ass. Fucking weird. So we know he was shot. Motherfucker loves to put bullets places. I wonder if he's ever going to use that later. In his life. <laughs> oh, you're giving it away, bro. What? Oh no. <laughs> He he goes on to be a serial butt shooter. Oh, you gave it away. <laughs> I was just saying, don't. So that happens. He recovers. On April 22nd, or sorry, on April 12th, 1861, the Civil War breaks out. Bummer. So for anyone who doesn't know anything about the American Civil War, just as a quick, tiny little recap. Where the fuck have you been? Yeah, maybe you don't know. Sorry, don't know. I'm just kidding. I don't know that much. But yeah, it started, it started because, and by the way, I, I, my notes, I can't read my notes on this one. I went off on a rant. But anyways, the reason why the Civil War started, the mm. real reason mm -hmm. is because the Southern states wanted to keep slavery. No, it's about states' rights. They wanted to keep black no. people as slaves. No, it's about states' rights, Jerobi. Oh my God. So you're already, <laughs> Jerobi, it's about states' rights. Start a fight. Oh my God. What a... Federal authority should oh, not. Oh my God. So let me just tell you something right now about this, because you're bringing this up. This is why I went off on a rant. And I've talked to people like <laughs> oh, this, by the way. I want to get you worked up. Oh, my God. It's going to happen. So you can't take my guns. You will find, if you have this conversation, some people might be surprised by this. Look, if black people get owned, maybe they're owned. That you can go talk to someone and say, hey, the Civil War was because of slavery. The South wanted to keep slaves and the North didn't. And you will find people who will disagree with you on this. They will say, no, it has to do with states' rights, as you stated, has a state with having their own laws outside of the federal government. Sovereignty. And some will go with agriculture and farming. All of this, let me just say right now, every historian, and I mean historian, not some guy named Billy Bob Joe who you've talked the to. The fuck do they know? Every historian will say uh, historian. it was slavery. It was slavery. It was slavery. Now, there might have been other things that were there, but slavery was by far the main cause. You know, and the best argument for that that some of these people will also start in on if you get deep enough with them is they're like, look, slavery wasn't that bad. Yeah, dude, I'm not even joking. Well, they'll be like, okay, so what? Slavery happens what's, other, other places too. What's better, being butt fuck Africa? What's, is that better? So they actually is that said better? that during this look, time frame. And handsome. Noble white people gave them homes and jobs. Yeah. They, they literally said this back in this time frame. <laughs> well, they too, say it now. <laughs> and they still repeat it. Well, that's the thing is you're going to find there's a lot of stuff that's said back then that we still say today. I'll bring those up as we go. But yeah, that's – so just in case you're not from America and you don't know that much about it, you might know, hey, yeah, it was because of slavery. Yeah. That's that's correct. Anyone who says otherwise isn't – I'm not joking. They're an idiot. They it's don't know what they're talking about. Asshat. I'm not even kidding you. You're talking to someone who's hey man, done no research. I love playing devil's advocate and, you know, getting deep into an idea with a person, but nah, man, come on. It ain't, it ain't about states' yeah. rights. Come on. Yeah. I mean, look, even if it is about states' rights, about it's about the state's right to own a person. Yeah. So can't That's we, what it is. Can't we just have a moral authority and say, eh, maybe the federal government was right that time? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Not always. Not always, but this time, yes. Yeah, probably. Some people will debate that it was because North Side was in the industrial side and they were growing industry and the South was farmers and not. Both sides were needed and neither side was really trying to take over the other to 
dominate like we want more farms in the north or the north being like we want to industrialize no. so that that's not a thing no, so don't not. listen to that argument either no anyways it's a it's pretty basic i'm done being riled up i just got into a conversation about this with someone seriously a week ago really so, uh, so it's fresh <laughs> it's fresh i thought you did a little bit of research and it all came rushing back like all those oh. conversations you're like you're the fucking god literally just had happened a week ago shit, and uh, anyways so I don't really know where they're coming from because I don't particularly have pride in being a Utahn. No, because we're not stupid. We use logic to dictate our actions and our feelings rather than. Yeah, I still believe in ghosts and shit. Well, we use logic most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> One of us does. Well, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck, man. I I don't know where the South is coming from. So as the at the time at the time Civil War broke out, John was starring in Albany, New York on stage. He was in one of his plays, and he was actually very outspoken for his admiration for the South seceding, and he publicly calls them heroic. So John kind of forgets that he's in the North when he says all this, <laughs> and he's supporting the South. So he actually gets called out. Like, people start getting mad at him and saying to shut up and shit. Like, dude, it's not the time. Mel Brooks, just be cool and do your acting and shit, and you're yeah. balking. Yeah, it actually enrages the local citizens, and they demand that he is banned from the stage for making treasonable acts. That's serious shit. Or treasonable statements, I should say. Yeah. So this doesn't really stop John, though, from being outspoken. He continues to show that he agrees with the South. He's, if anything, becoming probably more loud about it. As he grows his fame, because he's still a famous actor. Oh, who fucking hates an actor with a political agenda? <laughs> Good God. Most people. Just shut up. See, and I'm on the side that I'm fine with it. It doesn't bother me. No, I don't actually don't really care. Yeah. But I usually agree with them. But it's when they use the platform for something I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> then don't. Shut up. Oh, you're just like everybody else. Oh, yeah. I'm the same. No, I honestly don't care because they're also a citizen and they happen to have a platform that they can use and fine. Even if it's against. Look. That's true, dude. We have a platform of literally like a small handful of people and we go off on our opinions. That's just what people do. I don't agree with Tim Allen and his views. I fucking love Home Improvement. I don't care. I like Tim Allen. And he can use his platform to talk about, you know, conservative stuff. That's yeah. cool. I don't give a shit. You ever wondered what uh, me, the great American philosopher Al Bundy, looks like? There's a picture of Tim Allen getting arrested for cocaine possession in the 70s. Oh, yeah. I've seen this picture. Yeah. Looks a lot like me. With Does a, it? With a different haircut. That's funny. It's weird. Yeah, I forgot about that. He cleaned up pretty good. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. Yeah, he's all right. But yeah, so he comes out more outspoken. John does not agree with the North or Abraham Lincoln. He yeah. hates that Abe is the president. Yeah. As the Civil War continues on, with the land and the nation divided, in 1862, John does most of his shows purposefully in the Union states, the North, oh. and the border states, which are the states that are where you think they are, right between the North and the South. Yeah. Bordering. Virginia. Etc. Yeah. Go west. And some people say at this time frame he might have been somewhat of a Confederate spy. I don't believe so at this time. Why was he staying in the Union? I think mostly because he was wanting to be that guy that's outspoken against everybody else and try to convert people over. And Lots of attention. Yeah. Well, Actors when the, like attention. When the war broke out, before the war broke out, he stated that he, if this happens, if we go to war, I'm going to join up and we're going we're gonna to make sure to keep slavery. And then when the war broke out, he did not do that thing. As a matter of fact, 
he chickens out even talks about it. He's like, Pussy. I'm so depressed that I can't get myself to go do this. Uh. So he tries, in his mind, to find ways that he can be helpful to the South without actually having to pick up a gun. Shit, get off the pot, you guys. So he decides that he's going to try to be like, I'm going to infiltrate and listen to people, what they're talking about, and I'll try to be outspoken and talk about how the South is great. You're an ineffectual little prick. Yeah. But he, he writes Silly out. Silly little man. Literally wrote out, I have begun to deem myself a coward and to despise my own existence because he was too chicken to go join in the war. <laughs> Not that he was required to, but he kind of talked it up a bunch before the war. It was like, yeah, we'll kick their ass. I, I'll pick up a gun myself if I have to. And then it breaks <laughs> out. He's like, oh, shit, I really don't want to do that, though. Fuck. I think that is the same mentality of all the uh, Trump supporters who want civil war if he gets impeached. It's going to be the same. Yeah. I'm going to be like, yeah, fuck, yeah, kill, yeah. well, uh, well, actually, uh, maybe uh, I'll just stay inside my house. I have a mortgage. Uh, oh, God. I got uh, diabetes. I don't really yikes. Yeah, my, my foot to fall off. My motorized scooter will run, the battery will run low. <laughs> <clears throat> you just stay close to a charge. Yeah, Jerry Springer's on. Oh, <laughs> oh I got a shit. Oh, I always have to shit. God, so, too many Snickers pies. No. Oh, God. Snickers pies? Nancy, give me another Snickers pie. <laughs> They're kicking the president out, Nancy. I'm gonna drown my sorrows before we have the Civil War. I gotta get worked up for the Civil War, Nancy. Moonshine. Yeah, give me some moonshine. I'm just gonna say some words that are cowboy boots. <laughs> uh, so, as I was stating, as John's doing his tours all around the northern, the Union states, and the border states, he's landing these huge roles like Richard III, which, if you remember, is what his father played. They're still hiring him, even though he's a big mouth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, right. He's, I mean, it's just kind of like today, I guess, where... It's Mel Gibson. You may not like someone, but they are still famous. And they money's, still... money's money. Yeah. Yeah, it's all green. And he's killing it on the stage. So, uh, he does Romeo and Juliet as well. Ooh. He actually plays the lead role of Romeo. Hmm. So, he's doing huge shows. He's one of the biggest actors. His brother is still technically considered bigger and making more money hmm. but he's still right up there wow that's crazy like the booth brothers are huge yeah and as a matter of fact he's so big one of the times he comes out of the theater he gets kind of like mobbed by a bunch of girls ah! who rip his clothing trying to grab onto him and stuff it's hot and they think this is, might be the first time where like this has happened to a celebrity where fangirls come over and rip rip the clothing off <laughs> and so that's there's your first person that's ever happened to is it's John Booth. Hey, okay, buddy. Weird, right? Uh, way to go. How do you create sex energy on the stage to Shakespeare? He's considered to be good looking. I don't know why, though. He looks goofy as fuck to me. He does look weird. So, even though he's hugely popular, he's getting attacked by women. Sweet. His clothes are getting ripped off by fans. Yeah, chicks are cool. At this point, it's kind of a steady, but he slows down his acting career a little bit. Because he wants to focus on helping the South. He fucking hates Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> thinks he's ruining everything. He thinks all the problems that America has comes direct from Abraham Lincoln. Okay. Yeah. He's a James Buchanan guy. I get it. Yeah. Who's not? And at this time, he might have joined a couple different groups that I wouldn't say are spy groups. Some historians believe that he might have been low-end spies. But I think at this point, he's just talking to other people who are... South sympathizers or, you know, Confederates that are up north. Yeah, know? I think spy is a loose word at that time. Yeah, because he's definitely not passing as far as I'm aware. He's not passing along any information. They might get together and be like, I hate I hate Abe. And another one's like, me too. And oh, like, dude, yeah. me too. We're spying about Let's this right now. Let's go have a drink now. Like, this is great. It's not getting very far at this point. But We're a secret society. Yeah. 
and other guys who also didn't want to pick up the gun. <laughs> exactly. Right. A bunch of We're not pussies. pussies. We're not pussies, dude. Uh, other people are pussies. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> so wait, you Abe, Abe too? Oh, Me too. Dude. dude, I would so like, I would so. Honest Abe. More like liar Abe. Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? No, I, I would have thought, I would have said the exact same thing. Oh, dude. I was going to be more like, shut up your face. Abe. Abe. Oh. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> the South will rise. <laughs> so in January of 1863, the American Civil War has been going on now for about three years, and President Lincoln issues the Emancipation Proclamation, which proclaimed that all persons held as slaves within the rebellious states are, and henceforth, shall be free. This doesn't end slavery, by the way. Freedom! I should probably... Freedom! It's kind of loosely based. This Even the proclamation I found out when reading this is only about the South. I mean, the North's not really keeping slaves, but it's worded in a way that's kind of like, and they're at war. So it's like, if you're in the South, if you're with the people that we're at war against, you're now free. It's like, that doesn't really do a whole lot. That doesn't really help me. But it does, you know, it's kind of stated like, if you come up this way and you join the Union Army, you're basically free. He's trying to get people to come join. He's trying to get them to, like, like leave the plantations and come up and join the Army. So squash them. Yeah. It's a step in the right direction. Hey, it's a step. Of. Even though it's political, it's a step. Yeah. But uh, later in 1863, John T. Ford opens his 1,500-seat Ford's Theater in Washington, D.C. And Booth is one of the first leading men to appear at his theater. Boo. Yeah. One of the plays that John stars in is called The Marble Heart, mm. where uh, the main character is a Greek sculptor who has a dream and his sculptures come to life. But just to kind of give you some, I don't know, background, I guess. But he doesn't play the main character. He plays the main villain. John Booth does. They, okay. And What's get, the villain? Is he a marble statue with a bigger dick than the creator? And he's like, God damn it. No, the whole... Uh, Quit fucking my wife. The whole play's about whether the marble statue who's come to life, I think, has rights and, and stuff. Or if he should be destroyed, if that would matter, because he's alive. Oh, I don't know. It's a I metaphor. didn't go super far into it. It's, it's a, a three-act play. I let it be. It's a metaphor. <laughs> it's a terrible metaphor. <laughs> Probably. I hate it. But nonetheless, uh, he plays this kind of villain who, I guess, wants to destroy the sculptures. Yeah. But he has some aggressive Ooh, lines what? that are very threatening to the other character in the play. However, Lincoln actually goes and sees this play hmm. multiple times. and He's a fan. It turns out that Booth knew he was coming, and some of his more aggressive and threatening lines he's supposed to say, he points over at Abraham Lincoln. Little dick. Who's in the presidential box, and he says them, and he even like looks over at him and points at him. You, sir! And after this happens a few times, yeah. After this happens a few times, Abraham Lincoln is actually there with his uh, sister-in-law one of the times, and she like looks at Abe. She's like, it's almost as if he's pointing at you while he's saying these kind of angry lines. What's with this fucking guy? Yeah, and <laughs> Abe responds back and says, "Yeah, he does look pretty sharp at me, doesn't he?" That's about as far as that goes. But hey, man, you're president. You're used to. Yeah. Yeah, people shouting at you and saying shit to your face. But Abe was very impressed with his acting. He mentioned that he thought John Booth was a great actor. Nice job. And he even invited John Booth to come visit the president. Does uh does Lincoln ever like when he's at the end he's like, God, he murdered it. He murdered that. <laughs> oh man. God, he's a killer. Oh, if you don't go see this play, you should because otherwise you need I can't do it. <laughs> 
<laughs> I can't I can't word it right. Not being able to word a bad joke is way better than the, <laughs> the bad joke. A bullet in the head somewhere gets put somewhere in there. In there. Yeah, somewhere. you you put. I'm gonna let you do the joke, Dabbler. Thanks for helping us Just out. Piece it together in your for mind. Helping me out. Yeah. I believe in you. But yeah, he actually invites Booth to come see him because they invite people, you know, to come between the acts. And Booth declines every time that he gets invited. Odd. I mean, you would think running your mouth and shit, get an opportunity to go and be like, hey, you suck. You suck. Maybe so. But he also, I should mention, uh, Abe did see John Wilkes Booth once before in another play in New York. So Abe, Abraham has seen him many times. He's a huge actor. Like, Famous. he knows who he is and he likes his acting. I love that you're affirming that because I've, you've always hear that, that John Wilkes Booth was like big. He's huge. But yeah. I, f- up until this point, I just felt like it's like, eh, it's one of those jerk off things people say to make the story sound better. Like, I doubt, I was like, okay, yeah, he's probably an actor, whatever. He's probably fine. But I didn't actually believe that he was big. I would say. I didn't say, believe it just because it was like, it's too convenient of a nice story. It, it's, it's true though. Like he, think of him as being, I don't know if I could say this whole factually but I think he was being like the top 10 actors in the world or the top 10 actors in the United States he's so big that he's he's a household name balls like there's newspapers that are written about him and all this stuff and if you're gonna go see a play you're like oh maybe I'll, I should go see one of the Johns in because John Wilkes Booth is an amazing actor yeah that's true he's that big like I said his brother is bigger but $20,000 a year back in that time frame that's yeah. insane amount he's of money fine back then He's like the the Affleck brothers, and he's the lesser one. Affleck. Yeah, Ben and Casey. Oh, Affleck. Affleck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't say he's much higher than that. He's, yeah, I don't think Casey Affleck's he's household. Ben, and then his brother is Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, so Edwin is Edwin's on the north side. He's he's with the Union. He likes Abe. He does for real. Yeah, Edwin is wow. not. A, he does not like the South. That's see, that's even funnier. So they're split, they're differences. And we'll get a little bit more into that oh later. Oh my god, this is not real. This is a this is a Charles Dickens Dude, book or sounds, Mark Twain or some shit. Right. It sounds like some fictional shit. It's not. In eighteen sixty three, Booth was arrested in St. Louis while on tour when he was heard saying that he wished the president and the whole damn government would go to hell. <clears throat> he was charged with making uh trees. I've said worse shit than that on this show. I know, right? <laughs> Treasonous remarks against the government, but was released when he took an oath of allegiance to the Union and paid a substantial fine. I bet he felt like I such a fucking felt like a fool. Yeah. Oh, I love funny. America. America's great. The I would Union never is hurt. the greatest. Uh, the South sucks. <sighs> they they don't wipe their ass and they can't read. They're like, that's good enough. Here you go. Give black, us some money. Black people are fine. They don't smell different than me. They should have rights. Yeah. Can I go home? They're like, yeah, right. I guess. You're an actor, I guess. Okay. How much money you got in there? Wilksy? Big big boy? Big, Lots. Big famous guy? Come on. In August of 1864, John recruits two of his longtime friends, Samuel Arnold and Michael O'Loughlin. Hmm. I guess that's how you're supposed to pronounce it. That's not how it looks like it's spelled, but. Yeah, with a plan to kidnap President Lincoln. Woohoo! So John and other Southerner <laughs> sympathizers, they also kind Dex. of meet up. He meets up with a few other people. Um, the three main people I want to mention, and this will come up, so sorry to give off a bunch of names at once, but those two friends that he just uh, brought in, he also meets up with David Harold, George Atzerod. Atzerod. George Atzerod, and Lewis Powell. 
Love By the, the way, love them. if you look up the picture of Lewis Powell, I'm telling you, man, this guy's stunning looking. He does He's not a look good looking like, guy. He doesn't look like he should be in the 1800s. It looks like a model from fucking Check it out. Abercrombie and Fitch that you'd find on the wall <laughs> right now. And the pictures is like when he's in he's in prison. <laughs> hey, some people are good looking, you know. Yeah. Um, like Stalin Young. He just looks like a model. Damn, look at those cheekbones. Right? There's something. Wow, is that what you're looking at? Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. Dude, and like his hair, it looks like he's got product in his hair and shit. It looks like he's... <laughs> so funny. That's... It's fucking weird. He looks so out of place. Like, especially when you look at the other two guys I mentioned, uh, David Harold and George, they look like they look like they're in the 1800s. They look like they're dirty and they haven't showered and... Well, in weeks. the black and white pictures of Lewis Powell look older, he's still, you know, he's, he's still a handsome he's guy. He's still stunning. I, I hate what I'm going to have to tell you about him because he's not a good person. But... I was going to say, people time gushes homoerotically <laughs> over southern sympathizers <laughs> it's not a good title is it no that's what we do here no it's an awful person but you can also unfortunately be good looking and hey, awful mel, mel gibson's wasn't bad looking when he was younger uh, yeah not like this guy <laughs> yeah anyway so john thought if they kidnapped lincoln then it would force the union to free a bunch of uh, confederate prisoners that they had and there were mm. some specific ones they wanted to get free so that was the plan we kidnapped the president and we start using it for leverage perfect plan that's totally gonna work out you guys you gotta remember they're at war there's no rules so they're just like this is what we're gonna do Fan- really great plan really great now i think his plan is stupid a lot of historians also think so too so his plan was that while the president was gonna go see a play do while he's taking a leak and we'll the- just grab him <laughs> His birth well, is flawless. There's so many weird things about this. First of all, they wanted to do it while he was at a play in the presidential blocks. They were going to have the lights get killed, and then they were going to tie him up real quick. And rather than trying to take him back down the stairs past everybody else, they were going to launch him over the, <laughs> the railing of the balcony of the presidential blocks. Like, not really launch him. They're going to lower him down. And then they're going to run off with him in the back, you know, through the back doors. Now, this is stupid because... I found in my research, President Abraham Lincoln often walked around alone, constantly. I don't think they had security back then. They didn't. And Lincoln was a boxer and a wrestler, and big. Yeah. He's not the kind of guy you could just grab. True. I but don't think. At the same time, I would like he used to walk miles by himself. Like He would just walk around and shit. He didn't always have a guard, usually just hanging out. And stuff. Yeah. So it's funny that they would plan to do it in a crowded area and in the dumbest way possible. But that's what uh, that's what the kind of people we're dealing with. John here. Wilkes Booth wanted to do. He actually pitched this idea to them, and one of them made a comment of like, "Maybe you shouldn't be the shot caller. Like, <laughs> maybe you shouldn't make the plans. Maybe talk less. Like, you can like let's make the same goals, cool. But maybe that's stupid. So next meeting, you just sit quietly. Just just sit quietly. But nonetheless, they are going to go through with this stupid plan. All right. Except for it doesn't work because. The night that they plan it, that they know that Abe's going to be going to the play, he cancels. Abe decides not to go at the last minute because of bad weather. He's like, nah. He's busy. Oh, I won't go to play. He's the president. I'll stay home. Yeah. Jeopardy's on. It's like, they're, we're in a war right now. Maybe I should just work on stuff. Mary Todd, you want to you wanna go out or? Oh, no, you're still crazy? Okay, yeah, we're going to stay in. Oh, so you knew know about that, huh? I know some stuff. Ah. Ah. I'm not going to talk about this in this episode, unfortunately, but we can leave that for Abe's story. But that's there's some fun stuff there, I, I hear. We have been putting off Abe for a while. All right, I guess we're going to have to do him soon. It's just so much. Jesus, fuck. Yeah, and which direction to go? It's going to be like a four-part episode. Fuck. I was going to come in like I've done the research and then just read Linkin Park lyrics. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, that might be bad taste, but the recent events. What? the Lincoln's been dead for a long time. It's fine. Nothing else has happened. Oh, man. <laughs> Nothing else significant. I don't want to be associated with you right now. This is where I like nothing else significant uh, has happened. This is what I do at work is when somebody says something that feels like <laughs> HR is going to get involved is I say smoke bomb and I throw a fake smoke bomb Ka-cha! and then I like moonwalk away because I don't know what to do in this scenario. So You can moonwalk out of here right now if you want me to talk about Chester Beddingfield and my feelings about him. Smoke bomb. Ka-cha! Anyways, let's get back into the story. Uh, what are we doing? Um, so at this time, John is starting to get worried that Lincoln is going to win a second term as president, and he wants to find a way to help the South, as the South is starting to lose the Civil War. Oh, no. As a matter of fact, there's a point where North's not doing super great, and Lincoln thinks he's not going to win, and then the North starts kicking ass, Sweet. and then everybody starts getting behind Abe, and... Oh, man, that's so funny, yeah. He does when... Presidential he does. popularity is so out of their fucking hands. I know, right? <laughs> but... At this time, he's blaming still all of his rage. He's still blaming Abe for everything the South is going through. Mm-hmm. Um, he becomes increasingly radical about Lincoln. His older brother, Edwin, gets to the point, who, by the way, I mentioned is pro-union. Sure. He gets to the point where he tells him that he's no longer welcome at his house because of how obsessive and aggressive oh, John man. is becoming about Abe and the North and how they're awful. Fantastic. It's getting crazy. He keeps calling him a tyrant. Yeah. So his own brother's like, you can't come over anymore, bro. I can't listen to this. It's just Dude, too much. My kids don't need to hear this shit. This is it's bullshit, and it's all that comes out of your mouth now. I don't get it. It's like there was every there was always one uncle during the Obama years. You couldn't have that. <laughs> one well, in Utah. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Fucking all of them. I mean, how many times during Christmas dinner do you have to hear the term Antichrist? Yeah. Oh how many God. times? Hey, he's not even American. Yeah, let's see his birth certificate. Show me the long form one. Yeah. Yeah. You know he's I'm Muslim, sorry. right? Barack? I can't actually think of anything more racist than someone being like, I don't like him because do you he's know Muslim. he's Muslim? It's do you like, know he's African and Muslim? You realize that's a bad point against <laughs> you, man. This is terrible what you're saying. Like, what? Oh, don't come God. to my house anymore. I can't have you around my dogs. Yeah. John, I, I, <laughs> I don't can't. want them hearing this stuff. They have sensitive little ears. So that's what's going on. Uh, yeah. Which is hilarious. I know, right? Uh, he has a sister, John, uh, Asia is her name, and she also reports him talking to her just nonstop, basically saying, like, this is quoting what he was telling his sister. Mm. The man's appearance, his pedigree, Ugh. his coarse, low jokes and anecdotes, his vulgar smiles, and his policies are a disgrace Ugh. to the CEOs. I love this because this is the ranting of somebody who, like, nitpicks everything. Like, his jokes are terrible like you don't have to like his jokes but that's how far out he is yeah i don't like how his his ancestry his appearance he looks weird god one of he's got a dumb head one of his nipples is bigger than the other and sometimes he bites his lips in this weird way so wear that big hat and i get this erection i can't put down so this is where he's at he's not funny losing it constantly talking about him that mole just get it removed just remove it what's the big what is the fucking problem yeah. He says that Abraham Lincoln used the North as a tool to crush out slavery. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Douchebag. Yes. Yeah, but he doesn't like it. He says, he says it in an aggressive, mean way. Yeah, but it's like... He's just whining. He uses water to drink. And he says that Abraham Lincoln is an evil tyrant. So They this, all are. This is where Booth is at. While he's acting, so this is what he does between acting. He goes and acts, makes a shit ton of money, then he goes outside, whoever's fucking there 
just starts talking their ear off. He's nope. just that guy. Mel Brooks. Kind of reminds me of almost like sorry, uh, Mel Brooks. Jesus, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mel Gibson. God, Mel Brooks is awesome. Mel Brooks is great. Yeah, jeez, fuck me. I, wow. I should not forgive myself for that slip. Go flog yourself. Mel man. Gibson. Yeah. Piece of shit. It kind of actually reminds me a little bit of Bobby Fischer. Oh, yeah. Near the end of his life, he just couldn't stop fucking talking about... Oh, Illuminati and Jews, yeah, man. Yeah, just going crazy. So anyways, despite John growing more and more angry, he actually becomes infatuated with a girl named Lucy Lambert Hale, who is the daughter of the U.S. Senator John P. Hale, which is huh. odd because he's a senator on the north side who is like... He's, just, he's like a black rights activist. How did he meet her? Or at least an anti-slavery activist. Because uh, he's up in the north, he's a famous actor. Hmm. Probably went to one of, her sh- one of his shows, and he's she like, "Sounds hot." Yeah. Supposedly, right now. she didn't know anything about him hating Abe, but I kind of find that hard to believe since he, everyone who would listen, he would yeah. tell. Seems so loud about it. But part of me, there's nowhere in my research that this came up at all. But there's a huge part of me. I made my own conclusion and <laughs> jump. Yeah. Without having the facts to back it up. Okay. <laughs> That he might have been dating her on purpose because he's a U.S. senator. So there might be a way to get closer to hey, Abe. Good or point. maybe just get more information because he wants to be a spy. Well, he has been, like you've been saying, like conspiratorially yeah. thinking this shit through. It's, yeah, that's a good point. So, And I saw a picture of Lucy Lambert Hill, and no offense to her, but mm-mm. She's, oh, she has man. weird hair. She's Go check pop. out her hairdo. It's weird. Not as good looking as... Uh... Lewis Powell. No, I'll tell you that no, right nobody now. in this story is as good looking as Lewis Powell. I'm going to just tell you right now, you don't even have to do the research. I just told you. It's a shame that he had to throw his life away doing stupid shit, thinking are, stupid thoughts. There are good looking racists. Unfortunately, it's what are you true. Do? Unfortunately, it's... Yeah, hair's weird. <laughs> told you. Fucking... I said that, and you're probably like, what does that even mean? And then you looked at it, and you're like, that's fucking weird hair. Now, think about the most attractive man in America. That's the title that John Wilkes Booth has at this time. He's the most attractive and muscular man in America. Not the most muscular, but he's very muscular. Yeah, they keep talking and about how look amazing at that, he is. And you think that that was done without intentions of trying to get closer to... I don't know. Anyways, it's that's not, my conclusion. There's no facts to back it up. Sorry. You are not wrong, at least in assuming he could get a better looking girl. Nothing comes of it, so maybe that's why. I think maybe nothing comes of it because John Wilkes Booth may not be the brightest guy in the world. No. So, but I, maybe he was trying to do that. Anyways, to get back into it, Lincoln does win his second term of president uh, by Woo-hoo! a landslide, actually. And because John is dating Lucy, John and his goons, his, David Harold, yeah, George, Lewis Powell, they are all invited to go to Lincoln's inauguration on March 4th, 1865 as personal guests of Senate John P. Hills. Woo-hoo! The girl he's dating, her father, right? Yeah. So, it's, hey, baby, can we go to the thing? It's funny. There's a picture of this inauguration where you can see Abraham Lincoln, and people claim it's not definitive, but people claim that in this one picture you can also see John Wilkes Booth. I can tell you right now, if you go look at this, it is so fucking blurry that everybody looks like blur. Like you yeah. can't tell. As a matter of fact, even Abe is hard to tell. Looks like Abe. Unless you just know because he's, he's the, at the podium. The and he tall guy kind of looks like Abe at best. And even further back in the distance, and it's funny because if you go look this up, you'll actually find the same photograph, but people have an arrow pointing at who they think um, <laughs> Booth is. But you'll find more than one 
person being pointed at depending on what picture you look at so one's like it's this guy on the left and he's got a hat on and he's blurry and you can't tell <laughs> and then another photo is the same photo but the arrow is pointing at a completely different person who doesn't have a hat on in a different location so even people who think he's in there can't agree of where he's They're at like, well that's julius caesar right here and that's fatty arbuckle and uh i think yeah lucille ball and squeaky from louis ck was there he was yeah. when he started wearing the suits right so, before he got caught I do believe he's there. Not touching people. He might even be in that picture. However, it is so blurry, I don't think anyone could ever confirm who or where he's at exactly. But you know he was there. He was there. It may not be a photo. That's fine. Exactly. Yeah. With his weird-looking girlfriend. (laughs) Weird hair. And his hot-looking friend. Uh, Hey, hey, hit me up, Louis Powell. I know you're still around. Now, there is a funny story about this that is completely untrue, but you might find it in really basic crappy research. So it's like one of those like facts that people spread that's not really true. Lots of those. So one of these is is that while at the inauguration, John Booth attempted to attack Lincoln. He was pulled off by security guards, and John Booth said, "Oh no, I'm sorry, I tripped." And they go, "Oh okay," and let him go. Did he? Now, have an, oh, this didn't happen this at all. This did not happen. I was but, say, did he have a weapon, or is he just being a dipshit? No, he did make a claim to saying that he would have really liked, like, what a great idea, like, what a an awesome thing would happen if he would have been able to kill the president on inauguration day. That would have been just amazing. So he fantasizes about wanting to kill the president on that day. Cause it would have been like the day he gets elected again, he gets assassinated. However, he does not do anything. As a matter of fact, as far as I'm aware, he wasn't anywhere close to Lincoln. No, because as we've already established, he's a giant pussy. Yeah. That's it. So, but people... He wouldn't have done it. You could go find... Not that, not in that setting. If you go research a little bit into this, like, fun facts of Abe Lincoln or fun facts, you'll run into this where it's like, he tried to attack him and that It didn't. Historians have said that that's just a lie that There's just made nothing up. to that. Yeah. Yeah. So, History's full of that shit. It's because he was there and it's because he wanted to kill him and then the next thing someone made up a lie and then it's like... So, yeah. So, Lincoln is now president for the second term and this upsets... Woo! John Wilkes Booth. It's upsetting. So we can leave you here for part one. Yep. And go ahead and click on part two. We're going to give you both episodes we are. together so you don't have to wait a week for the second episode. Or that even some podcasts do it separated by days. We would never do that to you. No. We love you guys. Never. We're not like other podcasts that don't like their fans or uh, their listeners. Dicks. Yeah. That's who they are. So stay tuned for the second part because stuff's about to get fucking crazy, dude. I don't know what's going to happen. It gets nuts, so click on episode two. Dabbler, just do it. Hey, thanks for listening to another great episode of People Time. We appreciate our listeners so much. Thank you. Make sure that you subscribe. It really does help for our content. F&A. Go to Facebook, like the page, follow the page, and that way you can get updates on all of our episodes, when they're coming out, any other fun little facts that we'd like to give. Fucking every week. Yes. Uh, Tell your grandparents. People time! People time!